0: So, welcome to the Business Spotlight Interview Series. My name is Marianne Hauser, and I'm the senior partner here at Serendipity Action Coach of Central North Carolina. Today with me, I have Victoria Clemens, and she is the owner of Just Love Coffee, and you can see that in the back of her I know. <laughs> uh, of her image. I can't wait to learn so much about her business. But today, we're going to be talking about her business, her journey to business ownership, what some of her challenges are, best practices. We're going to share a peek into what it's really like to run a busy coffee shop here in the triad. So if this is the first time on this channel, be sure to like and subscribe so that you get notifications when we drop more conversations just like this one. So Victoria, welcome and thank you so much for being here. Please let's start out with giving us a brief overview of the background of your business and yourself and tell me where the name Just Love came from. Okay, awesome.
1: No, thank you. It's really good to be here. Um, I'm excited. It's early morning, so I'm excited to be up and uh, talking about, you know, our coffee shop. So it's really a franchise that's based out of uh, Tennessee. The owner started it back in 2009 and just started it as a way to raise funds. He was roasting coffee to raise funds uh, to adopt And so he was able to do that over an extended period of time and was actually able to adopt his daughters from Kenya. And uh, since then, in Ethiopia, since then, he just kind of started doing it in his community, was raising, you know, roasting coffee, kind of doing it for teachers, firefighters, to do other things across the community, other efforts. And then he started brewing and people would smell the coffee. This coffee smelled great. And they would come in and have a cup of coffee. So he had his first coffee shop. Uh, In Nashville, Tennessee, and I was driving by maybe six years ago. Driving, I'm in the military, so six years ago, I'm driving through Tennessee, and I stopped in after a long drive to get a cup of coffee. And I got in there; the coffee was great, the food was great, the staff members were very warm, and it just really stuck to me. And as I got back into the car, I like called my husband. I was like, I just had the best cup of coffee, and the staff was just so wonderful. And that was it. Two years after that, I'm driving back through Tennessee again. And I see another Just Love Coffee. And at this point, I'm like, okay, I've been driving too long. I'm clearly crazy. I know I've never been here before. And so I go in and it looks completely different. And I'm thinking it's a drive that's getting to me. And I go in there and I ask them, I was like, is there another, you know, Just Love Coffee somewhere in the area. And they're like, yeah, it's a franchise. There's only a few of us around, uh, but this is what we do. Uh, but again, the food was great. The coffee was good. The staff were very warm and they're very caring. And it really stuck with me again. And as I was like coming back to North Carolina, I was thinking to myself, it'll be great to bring something like this to our community. I mean, we have a wonderful, vibrant community here in Fayetteville. And I just thought it would be a wonderful thing. Obviously COVID happened and that Kind of delayed us a little bit, uh, but we started the process talking to Rob Webb, that's the CEO, on how to bring this to North Carolina. And I would say like two years after that conversation, we opened our doors in September. So it's been wonderful. So just this September? Yeah, we opened about four months ago. I mean, obviously construction took much longer than it needed to. Uh, it was a brand new building. And so kind of going through that process of building... Uh, lots of lessons learned from there, but yeah, we, uh, we opened in September of 2023. Awesome. So is it your building or, um, it's or a, it's is a it strip. Just- so we have the end cap to that strip. Yes. But it was kind of a, a new strip. And so we just got it and then did the improvements in the building.
0: Awesome. So generally speaking, just give us an overview of your organization, um, what your current ownership structure looks like. Are you the sole owner? Um, is there Are there other investors in your business or was it just you? So it's not just me. I know there's a huge misconception of thinking like business is the sole thing.
1: So my husband and I own this. It's an LLC uh, and it's 50-50. Uh, he's the best partner I could always, you know, ever ask for because I don't know of any other business partners. I can wake up at 3 a.m. and say, I have this great idea. Let's talk about it till 6 a.m. And so he is my partner. John is my partner here. And that's basically how we're set up. And then we have our general manager with shift leaders. Uh, We have three shift leaders that kind of can manage from a 7.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. And then we do events. And then we have a baker in-house and a catering manager to kind of handle um, events outside of the store without causing a lot of distraction and displacement to like our our customers.
0: Wow! So you've yeah. got fully staffed. That's wonderful. We are fully staffed right at thirty. <laughs> so tell us what your role. What's the role you currently play in your business? So my role. I see myself. You know, apart
1: from being the owner legally, I see myself as a planner. I I like to sit out and plan out. What we have for the store, and the last thing I forgot to to mention, we have a community engagement coordinator, and basically their role is they don't do their hours in the store. They're out in the community finding ways to kind of help out, and then they bring this information back to the store. So for me, where I see myself is as the planner, as the condition setter, as the one who puts out the guidance on what our focus areas are going to be for the month how we want to give back to the community, what are the themes for the month. And so we plan those out about 60 days in advance. And so I see, you know, I would say that I'm the operationalizer. I am the one who can sit and pull things from the community, pull feedback from the staff, pull feedback from the customers as they come in. And then I will sit with my husband or I would sit on a long flight and just kind of lay those out in a comprehensive way. So it's ex- so
0: we're actually able to execute it. So that's how I see myself. <laughs> Wonderful. So then let's think about what makes your business so special. Who primarily does your business serve? If I were in the audience right now, listening to this, how would I know that I'm a good fit to come into your coffee shop? Well, apart from the name, I have to say there's something about a
1: name that has love in it. I think it almost disarms people. And we have our core values here of being kind, being genuine, and be a catalyst for love. And so as customers come in, and our idea of the way how we see it is these are people walking through the door from our communities. And so the warmth that you'll get, it's so hard to not return that. So first of all, when you walk through the door, we're always very welcoming. Uh, it's, It's a family around here. And in fun fact, 95% of everything we make in the store in terms of food, they're all made in a waffle iron. I know it's like most people are just like, what can you make in a waffle iron? There's a lot you can do there. Um, We have a huge uh, waffle chandelier. If we call it the waffelier, that hangs in the store. So as you walk in, it's almost like the first thing that will catch your eye. But the coffee's great. Um, The food is good. But really... It's just a safe space for people to come in and sit and hang out with friends or family and just connect. You know, that was one of the things coming out of COVID that we thought coffee shops won't thrive anymore, right? Because most people are inside, they don't want to come outside, but I back to different. And on Saturdays and Sundays when it's completely full and there's a line out the door, it just
0: reassures us that human beings need
1: that connection. And that's what we provide is that space to do that.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. So would you say that's what makes the biggest comparison to other coffee shops? Cause boy, there's enough coffee shops around these days. Um, is that your biggest point of difference or is there something else or something in addition? Um, so
1: a big part of what we do is our give back to the community, our bags of coffee. There is a portion that gets taken out with a line of accounting that goes to different organizations across the community. I mentioned our community engagement coordinator that would go out and find organizations or schools and we would do coffee drops. And so even doing construction, we had a coffee cart and we would go to almost every fair or every festival downtown and just kind of engage with the community. We were doing that. We were able to actually bring in some money from doing the coffee part across uh, Fayetteville before our doors were open. So I think that's why the community has been so supportive with us is the level of engagement that we bring to it. We say we're about the people and we say we want to be catalysts for love. It's almost impossible to do that without actually really engaging. We celebrate their birthdays when they're on social media. We follow... Almost all of our followers, if it's not a private account, if it's a public account, we will follow them. We celebrate their anniversaries. We celebrate their birthdays. We celebrate graduations. When they're in the hospital, we send them coffee. We send them prayer. And so there's a huge portion of what happens in store. But then there's also a huge portion of the connection that happens online because that is the environment that we're operating in. So absolutely. So I think that also kind of helps sets us apart from
0: everyone. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna shift a little bit and I'm, I want to talk to you a little bit about marketing because I your community um, engagement officer is absolutely a marketing strategy, but yeah. you know marketing is so vital to every business out there. and it sounds like you're doing so much right. So um what percentage of your monthly sales, And it might even be invested back into people. But what percentage of your monthly sales do you typically invest back into your marketing budget? The percentage of marketing sales. So it's almost so the way how we see it, at least when we
1: talk about it, you can't have great operations. You can't have a great product and not have a way to communicate it, especially if it's a brand that not that many people know about in North Carolina. A lot of folks have not heard of Just Love Coffee Cafe they think it's only coffee, they will come in and see food and we hear that a lot. And so we do about, it's not much, I think in 24, I would do a little bit more, but I do about 1%. It doesn't seem like it's a lot, but part of that 1% goes to the salary, goes towards the salary of our community engagement coordinator. Uh, she has a budget, a quarterly budget of about 400 that she can pick any organization that she wants to do a coffee drop with, and they love those, whether it's like a high school uh, or a principal saying, my staff's been doing great. I would love to give them some of your coffee. And so we have that flexibility that's built in that budget. And then the last part too is spending some of the money on the digital side. You can't underestimate whether it's with Google or you know another company or being a whoever that business feels comfortable with, is spending a little bit of money to do the marketing. And then on the online delivery, we do a portion of that 1% that goes towards whether it's DoorDash, Uber Eats, or you know any other online delivery service to try to get at the top of that list. We don't do it for a long period of time, but we take that 1% and we slice it up in tiny pieces and we're very disciplined about it going towards there and very disciplined about staying within the budget. So the minute we're getting ready to get close to the budget, the signal starts to go off and it's time to turn it off until the next time.
0: So, Gotcha. So (laughs) what would you say, if I said you can only have one marketing strategy, what would be the number one marketing strategy that has brought you the most business? If I could have one?
1: This is a hard question In, in a very interesting and dynamic environment. I will say if I could have one, it'll be our community engagement strateg- uh, coordinator. Uh, I really believe sense. in the human connection. I really believe in the ability for a human being to answer follow a follow-up question that a digital piece may not have the ability to do. I know everyone's talking great things about chat GPT and a few other things that can enable your business, but there's nothing else that can enable your business in a person who understands your vision And can actually articulate that to a customer who doesn't understand. So I would say I would pick the human any day. (laughs) Awesome. I think I agree
0: with you. Okay. Um, So we've spent a, a bunch of time focused on the business and sharing a few best practices. I'd like to just take a step back and drive into your journey a bit more. Why did you choose to go into business as opposed to maybe working for somebody else?
1: Um, so I have worked for someone else. I spent the last 20 years in the military. Um, I deployed at the age of 18 and 19. I learned how to build teams from the ground. I learned how to unlearn things. And, and so my last 20 years um, in the military has really enabled me to study what effective leadership can look like in the different forms that it can come in. And so as I'm still in, I work as a strategist, so I'm still in the military. Uh, But I think as I look towards transitioning out of the military, I wanted to do something that brings fulfillment to me. And I realized over the last 20 years, the times that I've been absolutely successful were times that I was doing the simple things well. I was Working with my fellow teammates well, we built relationships that went beyond an assignment. And so as I take how fulfilled I am from interacting with people, I almost feel like I can lift that and put it in almost any business. And I thought, I love coffee. I love my community. What a better place to transition that into where that's all I can do is to talk to people, build relationships with people, check in on people. And so that's my passion. And so as I transition out of the military, uh, I figured this is where I can use my skills and I can use the soft
0: side of my military expertise and as people. (laughs) Well, I think you just gave me my mantra for the day. Um, And I wrote it down as you said it. And you said doing simple things well. I think that could be my mantra for 2024, doing the simple things well. That was beautiful, so thank you for sharing that. I'm sure that's gonna be huge learnings for the people who are listening here. Um, So let's think about, I know you've only been doing this a little bit um, for a little while, right? But if you look back on the journey so far, what has been your biggest or most memorable roadblock or hurdle that you were forced to overcome? The
1: biggest hurdles.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, Starting a new business is hard.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Starting a new business is hard. But, you know, I I think I mentioned in the beginning that this was a new strip. And so what we got was just a square without uh, plumbing, electrical and all of those things. And so as I went through the general contractor selection process, um, I should have been more judicious on looking into their work. Their ability to deliver on time their ability to communicate well with the owners their ability to communicate well with their teams and that's all of the trades and so i had a lot of issues with my general contractor i almost found myself acting as the general contractors in many instances and so as i look back um it's stressful it's already stressful starting to pick this thing up off the ground. And you're under the impression that you're going to hire someone that is able to help along the way to bring this because of their expertise and so i would you know really suggest to other business owners if you're doing an uplift if you're doing you know a facelift whatever improvements you're looking to do and you're looking to hire a general contractor lift every stone turn every stone ask every part question call every reference swing by to see the jobs that they've done and then make that decision. And as slow as you are in the process, um, it'll pay dividends in the future if you spend the time looking deeper into the person you're going to trust with hundreds of thousands of dollars or even a couple of thousands of dollars. That's hard
0: earned money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we work with a lot of contractors and um, I think they are also challenged with, you know, contractors get a bad rap because there's a lot of folks who, Um, who don't have the experience and don't know how to, Mm -hmm. like they might know how to swing a hammer, but they don't know how to manage a job and it can hurt the industry. So that's a really good piece of advice. So we've talked a little bit about how you got here. Now let's take a fast forward and look at what comes next. Where do you see your business in the next three to five years? In the next three to five years, um, where
1: do I see us? I see us as as a more cohesive team. I see us doing a lot more in the community. Um, I see possibly another location we would like to expand. Uh, But really what our focus has been for the last 120 days is looking at our processes, looking at it with a fine-tooth comb, trying to streamline what we do and have predictability. So I'm so proud. Like right at the end of December, we came up with an operation calendar It's a weekly one. And so for the most part, all of the leaders and all of the staff members, they know what they're doing on Monday in terms of big moving pieces. They know what the focus is on Tuesdays, which is ordering everything from every vendor. So, you know, before you get to Tuesday, it's all of the inventory on Monday and you find times, right? So I think now that we fine-tuned it, it's a work in progress, but we have something that we can call a baseline. I would like us To improve that even more for 2024 and going towards the end of the year, definitely expanding is what we
0: look to do. Wonderful. Thank you so much. So now, um, you know, it sounds like you're still very much because you're in the beginning stage, just making sure that everything that you have put in place so far has been working well. Now, if we think about how do you approach goal setting? I I heard you say that you and your husband, even if on a long flight, you sit down and you start to get tactical, but is there goal setting and how do you communicate the goal setting with your team? Goal setting with my team. So the way how we look at our team is we know these are transient
1: jobs. About 40% of the staff members are college students and we have some military spouses and we know they're not stationed at certain places forever. So we know that as they come into Just Love for the short period of time that they're going to be here, my goal is to make it a memorable experience for them and actually have an environment where they can work and they can leave North Carolina with some great memories. And so one of our line of effort is just development of the staff, not just the leaders, but finding ways that we can bring instructors in house to teach them how to do better latte art or how to, for better, and just to learn something else that has that can improve them as people in their craft. And so if they were to go somewhere else, they can take these skills and actually apply it to another job. And so we know this is not a job that we'll have them at for the next 20 years. It's very apparent as we interview them and they come in, we talk about their goals. We talk about what they're doing in North Carolina. We talk about how long they think they will be here. And for us, is how do we make this workplace a fulfilled environment for them to thrive as well? So my goal is to continue to do that and bring more resources to in 24
0: Well, you know what? That was an answer to probably my next four questions. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much for that, for being so thorough. We have yeah. certainly covered a lot of ground in our conversation today. I really want to thank you for that. But for those who were watching, I highly encourage you to save this one and come back and watch it a few more times because I've taken notes and written down some amazing pearls of wisdom Before we wrap up, I do have just a few, we call them rapid fire questions. These are quick, top of mind answers to each of these questions. Um, And I think sometimes these are the ones that make the snippets that I love to cut up and and put out on social media to share (laughs) because they're usually so valuable. So what is the key to success for you? The key to success is being
1: focused. It's being focused and focusing on the why, focusing on the end game, right? The mission of why we are here is to be catalyst for love in our community. And we're constantly reminding ourselves of that. So if we're able to kind of have this anchor for why we're
0: doing what we're doing, I think everything else can kind of come into perspective. What is your one piece of advice for other business owners? Ah, uh, other business owners, do not isolate yourself. Uh, as
1: I said, I spent 20 years in the military traveling. I, I didn't know a lot of other business owners in the community. And so doing things like this, where you can get coaching to talk about it and have someone take a look at your business processes and give you advice on yourself. Because oftentimes you think you have a good view of yourself until someone takes that mirror and lift it up to you. Another one too, is just, your local chamber of commerce, I had no business friends, but just, I went in there to just check them out once. And I connected with other business owners. We were talking about the same pains and hurdles and joys. And, you know, it made me feel motivated on days that I just was struggling to kind of see the end game. It was very easy to call another business owner partner or friend and say, Hey, have you dealt with this before? And so I I always recommend, you know, finding ways to connect to your community. We have a lot of resources in our community. We have business centers, like I said, the Chamber of Commerce, connect with other business owners and you'd be surprised that you're not alone and you're probably not the only one dealing with the issue (laughs) you're currently dealing with.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Next rapid fire question. What is one book that you're currently reading now or that you have read most recently that you think you'd like to share?
1: Um, A book that I'm currently reading now is Unreasonable Hospitality. It kind of talks about the food service industry, but really when I started reading this book, I was reading it from a leadership perspective on how can we go above and beyond to where people were almost shocked that this is something you're doing and you're genuinely doing it, right? I think a lot of businesses look at hospitality, from a service industry, but I think what we're starting to realize is like almost every business or every niche you're possibly in, there is a certain amount of unreasonable hospitality that has to be applied if you want to be successful. And so limiting it to an industry, I think you sell yourself short. And so finding ways to improve the experience of your, custo- your customers, regardless of what service or products you're delivering is something worth pausing on thinking of how you can do that for your business
0: wonderful now we're almost at the end if there if you had to choose one area of your business that you could maybe wave a magic wand and immediately improve tomorrow what would that be i wish i really wish i had a magic wand for this one so
1: it's our grab and go section for our business. Um, we make almost everything in house, fresh food and drinks. And I, I'm very, I think I'm overthinking this and I may have to talk to another business or a coach who knows, um, on healthy options that we can provide to customers that they can grab and go enjoy, but then also benefit from it from a nutrition standpoint. And so I've been very hesitant to put heavy sugar items in the store. And so I am struggling on our grab
0: and go section, and I, I think it just takes the time to research it and do it well. So. Very good. Um, yeah, healthy items. It's so easy to when you're, especially when you're in a rush, to make maybe not the right decision on what to what to eat. Um, my go-to grab and go snack, if I can get into a coffee shop that has one, is always a hard-boiled egg. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Um, okay, so before we get into the final question of the day, how can others learn more about your company? How can they get in contact with you? What are your ways to find you on social media or direct message? How would you want other business owners who might want to connect with you to get in touch? Um, so we're everywhere. Uh, we finally we're everywhere and local. We prefer for you to come and say hello to us, so we understand
1: that this is probably a wide base of people. But we're online. You can find us at uh, on Instagram, on Facebook, on Thread, on TikTok. We're not that great there, but uh, we're getting into that space. And it's just at uh, Just Love Fayetteville, and that's it. F A Y E T T E V I L L E, and that's that's where you can find us. You can just look up Just Love Coffee fairville on almost any link, any database, and we will we'll probably pop up at least once or twice.
0: And that's certainly easy to remember. Just love. That's wonderful. So we have, as we wrap up, there's one final question, and then we will say goodbye, and we'll see you <laughs> on on the internet because this will get posted uh, both on YouTube and um, and on all of both of our social sites. So, awesome. what is most inspiring you today? That's our final question.
1: What is most inspiring me today? We really ended the year on a high note. I have to say um, we're fortunately we have a really good team but then also it's not done by happenstance. We're very selective on who we wanted to be a part of this vision and we just received an email from the, the city saying that we were nominated for an award for 2023 and we're going to find out on the 30th of January and so I read that as I was coming in this morning, and you know we're just very happy, but it's really the team that's here that has earned that. So I'm trying to find a way to bring all 30 of us to this day. <laughs> Um, But you know it, it's a team. I'm, I'm grateful for the team. There's no way I can be living in DC Monday through Friday and coming down here on the weekends and still be operationally focused without. The team and the leadership, and I'm just very thankful for them. I tell them thank you every every chance I get, and probably more than I need to, but I I can't say it enough. I'm very grateful for them,
0: well, and yeah, grateful you know, for the
1: community. They've just kind of wrapped their hands around us, and they just love us. So it's crazy.
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you so, so much. I can't wait to see the final cut. Um, thank you for listening. Make sure that um, you like and subscribe when you see this video so that you can see others that are um, that are coming out. I want to congratulate you, Victoria, on such thank a job you. well done. Um, and we will see you on the Internet. Thank you so much. Thank
1: you. you so much and have a good one.